Daddy Bezos, like oh, Daddy oh. Warbucks, right? Yeah, from Annie. I don't know who that is. You've never seen Annie, the the play, the musical? I mean, I know of it, but I've never actually watched it. No. I feel like everyone's seen Annie. Is she? No, that's Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I know why you would think Shirley Temple. Annie is they... the red hair. Yeah. Okay. Shirley Temple is like strawberry blonde. Yeah, I don't know why, but whenever you started talking about it, I started thinking of the black and gray commercials that would always come up on TV at 3 a.m. and it would just wake you up. Which you one? Like which ones? There was a Shirley Temple commercial. Oh, is it like her greatest hits or something? Yes! Like yes! Or all of her best films. That's exactly and, yeah. what it was. And I remember I just remember I just remember her singing like Animal, Animal Crackers <laughs> in my soup. I remember that one too. I I do. Oh my god! And then there was one movie where she was in Technicolor for the first time. Yes, and, and, and she was like tap dancing or something. I remember that. Oh my god! I remember. Yep. Do you also remember those commercials where the, it was like greatest love songs, love ballads? Of oh all yeah, time? so weird. Why did it always? Why did the volume always increase with each song? Every time. Like, you would fall asleep, the TV was on, and then that, that commercial would come on. The the volume on the TV was at, like, a decent level yep. when you fell asleep, and then all of a sudden, somewhere! <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. And then you're scrambling to find the fucking remote yeah. because you you, pro- you probably like rolled over on it and fell asleep yes. and now it's just like, where the fuck is it? Or you'd wake up <laughs> in the middle of the night to, hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 just from the background. <laughs> exactly. And I agree. <laughs> Sometimes I ha- I would have I would wake up from a nightmare because I heard that song. <laughs> I would be like, "Fuck, did I die?" Sleep paralysis. Right. And it's just standing in front of you. And singing. it's just Sarah McLaughlin just <laughs> like sleep singing over your deathbed. Demon. Just sleep paralysis demon is Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> Can we make that into a shirt? Yes. Your, your sleep, sleep paralysis, paralysis demon is Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> And then it should be like there should be an artist rendering of you sleeping in your deathbed and her just singing over you in the arms of and we were just like fuck <laughs> or or worse like if you were watching Nickelodeon and there was a marathon of SpongeBob then you fell asleep and then fucking George Lopez would start playing do, 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 oh do, my do, fucking god I hated do, do, that do, do, do. I really hated that I was like <laughs> absolutely and then you just see George Lopez's face just like slowly come up on the TV because they're in slow-mo on the trampoline. Yes. I hated that. I was like, fuck. Fuck. Right. It's officially on our merch ideas. Okay, good. That's fucking amazing. I love that. Your sleep paralysis demon is Sarah McLaughlin. (laughs) She's just fucking singing to you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Imagine. Um, That's what I'm going to dream of tonight now. I guarantee it. You have to have the TV on though. <laughs> okay, then you have to sleep on the couch, and you have to the, you have to have the TV on, and then you have to have the greatest ballads love songs. Oh God! Play. 
Because she comes after that. She does. She comes Every after. Time. It's like all these amazing love songs. And yep. then you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of yep. cool. And then she comes on and, and you're like, fuck. You know what? You know how Penny is acting up? Always. Maybe you should turn- <laughs> Penny is her cat, by the way, guys. Maybe you should have that commercial play and you should show it to her and be like, that could have been you. <laughs> Just be like, that could have been you, but I rescued you from that. <laughs> traumatize yeah. my cat who probably doesn't even understand she's like well what are you fucking showing me this shit for no. you could be sarah mclaughlin's <laughs> you could be featured on sarah mclaughlin's commercials for just five cents a day <laughs> you can feed a cat like I seriously though, I threaten her most days where she she's always complaining about not ha- not having enough food. You fucking saw that table, right? It's a <laughs> it's a mound of just treats and food, yeah. and she's still crying, following us around the house, going feed me, feed me, feed me. And I'm just like, do you want to be an alley cat? You <laughs> do you want to be an alley cat? I have seen them. My mom, <laughs> my mom's cat always thinks she wants to be an alley cat. But the second she goes outside, she'll, like, go lay in the flower bed and then immediately, like, okay. And, like, come back inside. <laughs> it's almost immediate every time. She's like, no. Yeah. She thinks she's being sneaky. So she'll, like, sneak out a little bit. Yeah. And then my mom will start freaking out, wondering where she is. And all of a sudden, she just comes tra- trawling back, like. Like nothing happened. Nothing happened. Like, mom, I'm okay. I'm okay. I was just in the flower bed. Yeah. I didn't like it. So I can yeah. back. Every time. <laughs> Either that or she'll get to the third little step and she'll be like, mm, never mind. And turn back around. Right. Cats are so temperamental. So... Penny is, she's spoiled. I I'm, I really hope this weekend shows her that she's taken us for granted. <laughs> but that's definitely not going to happen. She's going to be like, oh my God, thank God you're back now. Fucking feed me, Jesus. <laughs> Well, hello there, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls in a Theory. I'm Dara. I'm Bridget. And this week, we're talking about Skinwalker Ranch. Motherfuckers! So I did the research, obviously, and uh, this one is... How should I... I'll let I'll let you decide what to what to call it what what you think of it because it's it's just everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Um. So my sources were from Wikipedia and History.com because they honestly they had the most in depth. Um. Well, Wikipedia always has the most in depth like information on things, but um, and history too. History.com. So ready? I'm ready. Let's get started. Okay. So, Sherman Ranch, also known as Skinwalker Ranch, which Sherman Ranch is actually the original name of Skinwalker Ranch, is located in southwest Ballard, Utah. It's approximately 512 acres large and is known to be the site of paranormal and UFO happenings. It's a hotbed of just weird shit. Just Literally, this place has so many things happening to it. So many UFO sightings, so many paranormal shit, so much paranormal shit happening to it that it's just 
it's in its history. It mm. dates back to like, I just spit everywhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it like dates back to 1776 that's how far back it goes Damn. in like written record yeah oh that's so cool yeah so obviously i couldn't fit all of that into one episode or even into one day's worth of research so <laughs> i just had to kind of sum it up into the the most um prominent categories of things that they found yeah so anyway um it's a hotbed for paranormal paranormal and UFO happenings. And the Navajo peoples um, have taken to calling it Skinwalker Ranch due to their legends concerning vengeful shamans. Uh, this ranch has a 50-year history, known history, of paranormal and UFO sightings. Skinwalker Ranch is located in West Uinta County, bordering the Native American Reservation. Uh, I'm sorry, the Ute Native American Reservation. That's... That's the name of the reservation that the Uinta County is bordering. Uh, during the 1970s, there was a high number of reports of UFO sightings being made in the Uinta Basin, and these claims were then made public. Oh. So um, claims about the ranch itself first appeared in 1996 in a series of articles written by investigative journalist George Knapp. These articles are a collection of stories he gathered from the families living in and around that area, that allegedly experienced um, these very weird paranormal UFO, like it, it was actually really scary for them because they just didn't understand what was happening. So um, Wikipedia says that they were allegedly inexperienced. They allegedly experienced inexplicable and frightening events after they had purchased and occupied the property. Um, so Skinwalker Ranch would eventually be acquired by the National Institute for Discovery Science to study anecdotal sightings of UFOs, Bigfoot-like creatures, Ooh. crop circles, glowing glowing orbs, and poltergeist activity that were reported by former owners of the ranch. So it's it's oh, changed hands quite a lot. so freaky. And yeah, in each set of owners. I love the idea of crop circles. I, it's freaky. It's very freaky. That's why I love it. It's like you left no footprints that lead to you creating such this, intricate designs. Yeah. Like, who the fuck does that? <laughs> that I mean, it, it is really cool. Um, so, the Skinwalker Ranch has changed hands many times. Um, <laughs> from what I read, it was because a lot of people were just way too scared to stay and live there for the rest of their lives, and that they were like, oh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna sell it, we're just gonna buy. <laughs> but also, there's another reason why a lot of people have left is because of cattle mutilation. I'll, I'll get into that part, too. So, um, in 2005, George Knapp co-authored a book with Colm Keller, Kelleher, about the ranch. I'm so sorry. I don't, rem I don't remember how to, um, <laughs> how to pronounce his last name. Keller. Kelleher. Kelleher. Okay. Um, and in it, they described how they saw or investigated evidence of close to 100 incidents that include vanishing and mutilated cattle, sightings of unidentified flying objects or orbs, large animals with piercing red eyes that they saw unscathed when struck by bullets. And invisible objects emitting destructive magnetic fields. So cattle mutilations have been part of the folklore of the surrounding area for decades. And when the ranch was purchased for $200,000, it 
It was sold reportedly as a result of having been convinced by the stories of mutilations that included tales of strange lights and unusual impressions made in grass and soil, grass and soil uh, sold by the family of former ranch owner Terry Sherman. So I'm going to get into more information about Terry Sherman. Um, he and his wife Gwen shared their experiences with a local reporter in 1996. In the report, they talked about the crop circles they've seen and the bloody slaughter of their cattle that happens overnight when they're asleep and without explanation. So they'll just wake up the next morning and then they'll see like half of their herd gone, slaughtered, blood everywhere. Who the fuck did it? And I'm assuming they've like just, they've tossed out wolves or coyotes or... Well, obviously that would be like the first... Um, the first explanation, right? Because you're in the middle of this large area. Yeah. And that would be my first thought is like wolves, coyotes, a large animal that was hungry. Yeah. But the amount... A chupacabra. A chupacabra. (laughs) That's probably like last resort, probably. (laughs) Well, I I mean, but But also... Right, right. That's pretty spooky. That I would also... I don't think it's in the right region of the world but right who knows but i would also be like yeah like jokingly chupacabra and then you think about it and you look at the damage that was done and it's like there's no fucking way one pack of like let's say eight wolves yeah did this much damage to like a herd of let's say they did let's say they're like 24 cattle 12 that's true. in one night that's right? true yeah that's scary so like what the fuck was doing that oh that's um, so they, they were like, eh. <laughs> um, and then after the article about the ranch went public, Robert Bigelow was the one who purchased their ranch for $200,000. Mm. So under the National Institute for Discovery Science, Bigelow set up the, um, he set up round the clock surveillance of the ranch, hoping to catch something <gasps> <gasps> or find an explanation for the things happening around the ranch. But while the surveillance helped produce a book with all of the things that they thought they caught, um, it actually, it didn't really capture any, like, meaningful physical evidence Mm -hmm. supporting Terry Sherman and his wife's stories. So he started to lose interest in the ranch, and because of that, he sells it to a company called Adamantium Real Estate, uh, which which is the company that gave it the name Skinwalker Ranch. And then it, like, became... Um, like the official name of the ranch. So it's important to note that the Uinta Basin has been a hotbed of paranormal sightings, and they call it, the locals there call it uh, UFO Alley. <laughs> just I'm straight up. so intrigued right. by this. Just straight up, it's called UFO Alley. <laughs> so sightings go back as far as 1776 in the Uinta Basin when Franciscan missionary Silvestre... Sylvester, nope, <laughs> Velez de Escalante wrote about strange fireballs appearing over his campfire in El Rey. Then, before the Europeans, uh, the indigenous peoples that occupied the Uinta Basin, they have their own stories, of course, about a skinwalker that was seen to walk the area. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was reading this at work, and I was, I was like, I, I was having um, goosebumps. I was like, ah. <laughs> I was so scared. Um, so the Shermans, 
before uh, selling the ranch, they made sure to include that their sightings were not limited to UFOs and mutilated cattle. They also made sure to note that they saw mysterious large animals, most notably a wolf three times the size of a normal wolf that Terry shot at at close range multiple times with a rifle, but it made no impact on the wolf. Mm. <laughs> just walked, just walked I away. I wonder if that was the skinwalker. Or, yeah, or the thing that mutilated the cattle. Yeah, well, yeah, that's something that skinwalkers are known for, mm -hmm. is eating other animals. Um, but they're able to take form mm -hmm. of other things. Right. Normally, they never actually look normal, though. So, like, I wonder if the wolf... It just didn't look normal. It was didn't too big. Because he was really a skinwalker. <laughs> right. That could be it. That... Oh, that's so freaky. That is really weird. Um, it didn't... So he shot this animal at close range multiple times, but it didn't kill or even maim this thing. It's not oh. injured. It just it just walked away like, all right, bye. All right, thanks. It's like, hello? Thanks what? for the snack. <laughs> <laughs> so on the night of March 12th, 1997, after the ranch had been sold to Bigelow, biochemist... Colm Kelleher, also the uh, co-author of the book that him and George Knapp made. So he claimed to see a large humanoid creature spying on the research team from a tree. They're on this ranch. It's, uh -huh. it's getting dark. It's night. You know, they're doing investigations. Colm just kind of looks in one direction. There's a tree there. And he can make out the shape of, like, a humanoid thing. It's not human, but it's not animal. Yeah. It's both. And it's just sitting there in the tree. Watching. Just just watching them. Oh, I would throw up. Just, just Oh, I would throw like, up. Like, stalking their every move. Yeah. <clears throat> he detailed this experience in his book that the creature was approximately 50 yards away, watching them safely from a tree perch 20 feet off the ground. So... Keller, um, this is a quote from his book. He said, the large creature that lay motionless almost casually in the tree. The, the only indication of the beast's presence was the penetrating yellow light of the unblinking eyes as they stared fixedly back into the light. So this, this thing had yellow eyes. I'm freaking out. I'm, and was just watching and he could see the eyes just like moving, you know, just following their every move. Fuck that. Oh, that's so freaky. Fuck that. So that's a fun fact. Yeah. Um, I can't say fact because they're not proven scientifically to be real. Yeah. But that's also another skinwalker trait. Real yellow eyes. Yellow eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, whenever people take pictures and sometimes like Sometimes your eyes just get this weird yellow glare, mm -hmm. like that. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. That's so scary. I'm freaking out. Ew. Oh. <laughs> Dara's freaking out, and I'm just mesmerized. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're absolutely freaky. I would not know what to do if I came in contact with one. Right. But. I, 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 <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. Like, what the fuck would I do? Oh, God. Um. <laughs> So that night, Keller was armed, and after spotting the creature in the tree, he fired his rifle at it, but it just disappears. It just disappears. It just, like, goes up in smoke and just gone by. Gone. Poof. 
It's like, thanks, guys. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> now I know your routine. All right, bye. Right. I'm like, huh? okay. <laughs> oh, God. So he recounts this night saying, quote, it was then that I saw it, a single obvious oval track about six inches in diameter embedded deeply in the patch of snow. It looked unusual, a single large print in the snow with two sharp claws protruding from the rear of the mark going a couple of inches deeper. It almost looked like a bird of prey, maybe a raptor print, but huge and from the depth of the print, a very heavy, very heavy creature, unquote. <laughs> he just describes this one fucking footprint that it leaves and it's like, that, uh, I have no words for it. But, like, claws came from the back of its foot. So it was, if I read that right, it looked unusual. A single large print in the snow with two sharp claws protruding from the rear of the mark, going a couple of inches deeper. Like, so there were he- there were so there were claws coming out of the heel? Is, is that? Yeah, maybe not so much, like, the actual heel, but, like, the back of the foot. Okay. <laughs> And it sounds like it sounds like they were pretty long. Like maybe he used them to walk. Oh he, God! Ugh. Or like s- stability whenever he walked. Maybe. Yeah. What if it was like for stealth, like to keep him quiet? Quiet. So and he could use it as weapons. Well, yeah. Climbing trees. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, because like your heel when you walk down on it, it it creates like yeah, you know, pressure. You can hear it. Yeah, what if he was using it to just, like, silence his step? Oh, my fucking God. That's freaky. And it left a fucking footprint in the snow. Lord Jesus. Okay. So, in Navajo folklore, a skinwalker was a creature that that took the form of another human or animal and imitated it to adapt to its surroundings. But there were remarkably different characteristics between the actual human and the creature impersonating it. So, this is just, like, a little info on what Navajo... Um, tribes people believed skinwalkers were. Mm-hmm. Um, they say it's a shape-shifting uh, character, and among the Navajo, skinwalkers are like werewolves or evil witches who can transform themselves into the creatures of their choosing. This is probably one explanation for the humanoid creature that Kelher saw in the tree. That makes sense. Oh, I can I can see that. Yeah. If it, if yeah yeah. <laughs> I just have so many chills now just thinking about it. <laughs> well, because imagine, like, it's, it's like, dead of night. You just turn around. There's a tree. You know it's there. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, just glowing, glowing, yellow. Humanoid. Probably bald. Right. Thing. Right. Staring at you. Just two, With apparently yeah. claws coming out the back of its fucking feet. The, the back uh-huh. of its yeah oh god (laughs) okay (laughs) so other sightings have occurred directly next to the ranch at bottle hollow which is a 420 acre man-made reservoir on the ute um, reservation in 1998 a police officer saw a large light plunge into the reservoir and then re-more a large light plunge into the reservoir and, and then reemerge, flying off into the night sky. No big deal. That's fine. Just flying off. Just, you know, just takes a dip and then decides, okay, I'm good. Bye. All right, that's all I needed. Yeah. 
And then in 2002, four young men standing on the reservoir shoreline saw a bluish white ball enter the man-made lake. And the glowing ball apparently dove into the water just a few feet from the shore, then emerged from the water seconds later in a new form, which was a shimmering, um, malleable, like, boomerang shaft, boomerang-shaped light. It just, like, so it was a ball at first, Mm -hmm. then it goes into the water, then it comes out, and it's this new shape. Yeah. Like a boomerang, apparently. Weird. And supernatural occurrences around Bottle Hollow uh, made sense in the Ute beliefs. Uh, According to their legends, springs and certain waterways were reservoirs of negative power. There were evil spirits of evil sprites that would rise up out of the water and drag you in. So that's... Oh, hell no. That's an explanation, according to the Utes, of why those, like, balls of light are there. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's one way to, I want to see it. Like, I want to go. You want to, you want to go to Skinwalker Ranch? Yeah, I do. So apparently you, you can, it's not, um, it's not really made public. I think it's a privately owned branch now, especially because it's part of, um, a, a science as part of an institute. Yeah. So, but it's not like, oh, you're banned from coming in here. I think you can go in for like a sum of one million dollars. No, it's not. Um, that's, that's. I was gonna say in that case, we ain't going. We're definitely not <laughs> going unless you could just like, can I just like parachute in? Mm-hmm. Wait, do you want to see a skinwalker? Is that why? No. Okay, thank God. No, I would freak the fuck out because if it took my form, oh, I would cry. Absolutely not. But I'm pretty sure, according to folklore, I think there's two ways to kill them. Oh, God. Um, well, again, guys, according to folklore. Right. So some say that it could be like a gunshot or an arrow to the head, like straight to the brain. Can't. Oh, okay. Can't, can't just Nick take some anywhere. shots and hope, it, hope you get it. It's supposed right. to be a headshot only. Jesus. Or okay. light it on fire. Okay. Yeah, that, okay, both honestly yeah. sound. Yeah. Um, however, if, yeah. if that ever came up, I don't see how I would get close enough to set it on fire. That's what I'm saying. Or what if you, like, shoot it, right, straight through the head, and then set it on fire? Okay, to make sure. To make sure, right. To like, like I could agree with that. That's your insurance, because it's like. Yeah, I could agree with that. Don't fuck with me, you know? Yeah. But, like, what if there's more than one? On that ranch. And then all of a sudden they're coming for you. And then all they're just like, just casually. Yeah. Like, oh, you got my brother. I'm gonna come for you. Just chasing you. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I didn't think about that. that I would suck. just end it. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, I quit. You won. <laughs> you know what? You were obviously a greater power than me. So <laughs> yeah. I guess I deserve this. <laughs> this is my karma. Let's go. <laughs> just arms like, give me arms. <laughs> Flying you into her like kitchen. <laughs> yeah. 
McLaughlin, we're on to you. Sarah McLaughlin, why did you ever make that fucking song? And we're not going to come after you, though, because just in case, we don't want everybody following us. We have no money. <laughs> we, we can't go after any. I can't even I, go after oh, myself. I meant if she was a shapeshifter. Oh, fuck that. We're, I will run. <laughs> I'm definitely not going after you. I, I don't even have money. How am I going to like buy shit to arm myself with against You know what, though? Shapeshifting Sarah McLaughlin. If I'm laying in bed later tonight and TikTok brings up Sarah McLaughlin. Wait, text me I though. If that oh, I will send it right to you. Right to you. I'll scream. I will, I'll scream with you. I'll probably send you a voicemail and just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. I'll probably have to run over there and just make sure you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> just real quick, Faith, I'll be right back. Okay. Are you sure she didn't Bridget? <laughs> right. I know, you'd call Corey and be like, is your wife okay? Right. Wait, did he ever get my text? <laughs> yeah, he said you're not allowed ever to come back to the house. <laughs> really? Yeah. He was like, she's never allowed to come back. And I was like... Because of the Shrek porn. <laughs> and he was like, well, that. He was like, she sent me three. He was like, and one on the way home. She's never allowed back <laughs> I said, okay, I'll let her know. <laughs> okay, so backstory for everyone listening, obviously. Um, my cousin, I call him my cousin. He's actually my husband's cousin, but my, I'm married Same to my husband. Point, yeah. He's my cousin. I don't know why I'm giving you a whole genealogy family tree. Anyway, so we work together. And I literally, I ran into him on the way to the kitchen of our office. And I was like, you look like the type to watch Shrek porn. <laughs> Drop my phone. Oops. You got it? Hold on. Gotta move me. Gotta move your walker. <laughs> um, so I'm like, you look like the type to watch Shrek porn. And it completely caught him off guard. Yep. He, he literally, he was holding the door open so that I could go through. And he was like, what? <laughs> you know that face he makes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't stop. And there were people like walking in and out, and I'm over here just like, yeah, you look like you look. He's like, did I fucking hear that right? And he starts walking away, and he's like, wait, the last two words, are, yeah, 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 shackboard. And he's like, <laughs> he literally had his jaw to the floor. Was like the audacity of this bitch. He's so tired of us. I'm telling you. <laughs> and then he per- immediately proceeds to go tell my husband and tattle on me. Yep. Like it was some sort of fucking illegal thing. It's not. You can access it. Not that I know. I mean, whatever. It's a kink, you know. To For some own. people. Right. Sure. You know. We don't shame. We don't kink shame on here. No. But I really, I was just like, you look like the thing. So then I started sending him gifts. I was like, this looks like Is that why you were watching Shrek whenever I yeah. got here? Yeah. That's exactly why I was watching Shrek. I was watching it last night and then I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this. And then I just remembered that there is literally a kink out there where people love watching Shrek. I Look it up. Look it up. I'm not fucking around. There's literally a kink out there concerning Shrek. And people, like, dressing up as Shrek to have sex. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, one is Princess Fiona. The mm-hmm. other is Shrek. Um, and they have the entire getup. They have the mask. Or, or you know, they, they color their face green. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. If I dressed up as anybody from Shrek, 
And this isn't like as a kinky way, just in general. Yeah. I think I'd be the gingerbread man. Same. No, I would probably be... Honestly, I'd probably fuck around and just be Lord Farquaad. I was gonna say, you should be... <laughs> I would fucking love to! I would love to! Yeah, I could pull it off. I would. I would do yeah. it just for fun, right? Yeah. And I would just fuck around and, you know... <laughs> the gingerbread man! <laughs> the gingerbread man! Who lives on Drury Lane? <laughs> There's a kink to dress as Farquaad too. I don't. I don't see, see it really. Like, I. I don't. I don't get it. I don't think his personality is attractive. It's not. It's I also not. don't think Shrek's personality is attractive. Well, I mean, he changes to be a better person. Yeah, I still think he's just a little too rough. Yeah, I mean, on the edges. Now, Donkey. Oh, he's the best. His personality. He's great. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's so great. My favorite part of the Shrek movies, I can't remember which Shrek movie it is. Yeah. Maybe it's the second one. Um but where Pinocchio has to lie and he's like, I like wearing women's thongs or wearing women's underwear or something. <laughs> and his nose starts like stays the same. Right. And then Gingerbread Man, how he's like, uh you didn't lie. It didn't. It didn't grow. <laughs> it's like, I yeah. It, it, it. And then it just started. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably like the second or third I think it was one. The or second something. one because it was whenever Shrek was a was a real man. Okay, I don't remember anything past. So I the think first it was one. the second one. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, I Sh- Shrek is a kink. So Teach I, their own. In case anyone out there didn't know that you you were today years old. Teach their own. I don't think I don't think I'd be able to take my significant other serious. If Shrek was his kink. If he came into the bedroom dressed as Shrek, thinking oh, that I would be in for it. Oh, you don't think Shrek is hot? No. Okay. No. Okay. That's, I mean, yeah, like you said, to each their own. Yeah, nothing against him. He has a nice dad bod. Right. But, like, no. But, like, I mean, I don't find Shrek attractive either. Mm -hmm. I just think, like, if there were any movie kink out there, like, the less obvious ones. Okay, what would be your movie kink? Like, the less obvious, like... We, we you can't say like Marvel because everybody in Marvel's Everyone. hot. Yeah. Even the aliens are fucking fuckable. <laughs> I'm not fucking around. Like I Well, okay. So if we're talking Shrek specifically, I think or like the hottest, that. I think the hottest character okay. is the dragon. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you smash or pass Shrek. Dragon would smash. Okay. Uh Gingerbread Man. No, he gets a hard smash. For me. Really? Yeah. Why? I mean, he's a cookie. <laughs> he's sweet. He's small. He can get in all the right places. And he's got gumdrop buttons. Okay. Uh, you're... I see where you're going with that. Right? Right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what about the fairy godmother? 
That's a hard pass. I was gonna say, I think that's a pass. Yeah. Fiona? She... Fiona in human form. Okay. Yes. Yeah. However, her in ogre form... No. Okay, I would say smash in both forms. The only reason I'm passing as an ogre is because she wasn't comfortable with it. She always hated it. And oh, so she did. Yeah, she was body shaming herself. Confident. It's not sexy. Exactly. Gotcha. 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 I can't like I can't be confident for myself and boost you up the whole time. This gotta, is, that's a lot of work. We gotta have some type of middle ground. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah, and I know some days you'll feel like you're not not as hot, but like I can't can't do that every day. It's a lot of work, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we should stop playing Smasher Pass on this podcast. But, but Lord Farquaad. He's a pass for me, but <laughs> he's like uh he's 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 like a one night stand like uh, like a very drunken one night stand. Yeah, just smash. to kind of see how it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause he You know who I think I would smash though? And he is a overlooked character. Mm-hmm. The one that kidnaps Fiona, like it was in that scene as as I walked in the door. Oh, like it looked like he he like swings by, takes her real quick. Uh-huh. And Shrek and Donkey have to go save her and then they find out that she can kick ass. Yeah. Oh, one of those nights. Yeah. I okay. think he's an overlooked character. I think I would smash him. I mean, any one of the nights. I mean, if you can just swing by and sweep me off my feet like that, yeah. smash. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, any one of the nights, really. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Immediate smash. Uh, yeah. Um, donkey? Smash. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd take him seriously, though, because he's way too goofy. It, yeah. But, like, some of no. that can make you laugh. Yes. That's uh, sexy. Yeah. All right, guys. Let us know. Smash your pass. (laughs) All those options that we just gave. Yeah. Let us uh, email us at tgaatpodcast at (laughs) gmail.com. And let us (laughs) let us know. You smash and are passing. Right. Just uh, in the subject line, smash your pass. And then, you know, in the body of the email, who? And and maybe a little bit of why. And and yeah, yeah, we'll entertain. If there's a why. Right. If if not, that's fine too. You know, there's. Sometimes all you need is a little confidence. Right. There doesn't have to be a reason if there isn't one. Yeah. But. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. That has been this episode, guys. Catch us next week. For real this time. Yeah. For ghost ships. Ghost ships. That's exciting. That's all you next week. Hell yeah. Okay, bitch. Bye. Bye. Thank you.